Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or download the Free Living Truth app. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 20 called, That's Not Fair. If you've ever laid a loved one to rest or been at a a memorial service or a graveside, it's hard not to walk through a cemetery and start to look at dates. And for some of you, you may notice that the dates are getting closer and closer to your dates. In fact, sometimes you look at uh, gravestones and that person was born after you. And you're like, hmm. Right? And I've shared some stories with you guys that I've, I've presided over services where we had to lay a little baby to rest in a little tiny casket. And these bring up all kinds of questions about the problem of evil. Job lamented in Job 7.21 that he would lie down in the dust. He thought his next stop was the grave. It wasn't, but that's how he felt. Though evil is sweet in his mouth, look at verse 12, the still speaking of the ungodly wicked man, and he hides it under his tongue. So evil now is uh, pictured here as almost like a sweet or a food. Though evil is sweet in his mouth, he hides it under his tongue. Though he desires it and will not let it go, he cannot bear to let it go, NIV, but holds it in his mouth. Have you guys ever watched those cop shows where they catch somebody, they're, they're chasing somebody, and the person tries to swallow the drugs? And they'll put the drug, and the, and the officer will say, do you have drugs? Right? And here, you know, it's like if you've ever been on a diet and you're trying not to eat carbs or sweets and there's cake at the office, my wife can do this really well. She'll say, just give me a taste of it. And she'll taste the chocolate cake and swish it around in her mouth. And, okay, I'm good. And I'm like, no, I'm not good with that. No, no, no. (laughs) I want a slice of that cake, right? Then I might be good. (laughs) Well, the evil person ingests, put this in quotes, the sweetness of sin and swishes it around in their mouth. Almost like you would do with mouthwash. Swishing it around. And they go, oh, yeah, that tastes good. And we have to acknowledge That Moses, it says of Moses that he chose to endure ill treatment with the people of God, listen to this, than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Sin can be exciting and fun for a season. When you swish it around in your mouth, when you do that, you're like, man, that tastes good. Man, that's good. And what's the problem with this? It's, It's pleasurable and it's, and it's fun and exciting and, and all of that. It, it tastes good. The, they enjoy the sweet taste of wickedness, New Living Translation, letting it melt under their tongue. They savored it, holding it long in their mouths. Yet, or but suddenly, New Living Translation, his food in his stomach is changed or New Living turns sour to the venom of cobras within him. Sin tastes good for a while until you start swallowing it. And be assured, my brother or sister, please hear me well, 
When you start swallowing sin, it becomes a part of you. And sin ultimately will make you sick. And see, the devil's ploy is, it's exciting, it's fun, it's pleasurable. Give it a try. And you do it, and you swish around in your mouth, and you're like, man, that's good. What's the problem? And then you swallow it, and all of a sudden, see, the commercials never show you the morning after. When you drank all night with your buddies, oh, it's been fun, and yeah, and then the next morning, there's no commercials about you before the porcelain god. Having your face in a place where your face was never intended to be. Right? And there, things lock up because you've essentially poisoned your body. And your body's trying to get rid of it, to get it out. It's hard truth, but I'll tell you this. For those of you who mess with sin and you swished it around and you tried it, and then all of a sudden you doubled over because the consequences came home to roost, it happens. It happens like night follows day. Right? Anybody who's sitting here tonight who's been embroiled in a sin where it was exciting at the beginning, and you know this is true with drugs and alcohol, it could be true with you know, sex outside of marriage, it can be true with a lot of things. It's exciting and fun until all of a sudden you've got to reap the consequences of what you've done. See, God is not trying to ruin your, front, your fun, my brother my sister. He just wants you to have fun in the right way, at the right time, for the right reasons. You see, he swallows riches but will vomit them up. And notice this, God will expel them from his belly. He sucks the poison of cobras. The, the imagery is powerful of snakes here. The viper's tongue or fangs slays him. Evil can taste good for a moment, but it leads to nausea and vomiting. You can see him doubled over in pain. Unless he gets the antidote, he's going to die in agonizing pain. And here one writer says, God is the ultimate emetic. God is the one who is causing the stuff to be expelled from the man who's ungodly. Because what he gained, he gained from deceit and intrigue. He ripped people off, and now it's coming back. And God says, you know what you're going to do? You're going to barf that up, because it doesn't belong to you anyway. It's a radical image, isn't it? Proverbs 20, verse 17 says, Food gained by fraud tastes sweet to a man, but it ends up with a mouthful of gravel. How many of you can imagine taking a mouthful of rocks or gravel and going, <laughs> my grandmother tells a story of my Italian grandfather that they got in an argument one day and my Italian grandfather was a very hard-nosed, old-school Italian guy and, he, and a glass broke. Uh, something happened. I think he, he broke the glass and she was mad at him for breaking it. And he picked up the broken glass and began to eat it in front of her. And blood's coming out of the side of my Italian grandfather's mouth. And my grandmother, in classic Italian style, said, Good for you, good for you, go ahead and bleed. <laughs> Have you ever thought back to stupid things that you did for, just to try to impress somebody or get somebody back and realize, 
I'm just cutting up my tongue. That's all I'm doing. I'm bleeding. They're not. Yeah, but maybe I'm making a statement. <laughs> Indeed, their rock is not like our rock. Deuteronomy 32, 31. Even our enemies themselves judge this. For their vine, the enemies of God, is from the vine of Sodom and from the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are grapes of poison. Their clusters bitter. Their wine is the venom of serpents and the deadly poison of cobras. Deuteronomy 32, 31 through 33. The enemies of God offered the sour wine. As one writer put it, the very snake the ungodly man loved to play with ended up biting him. You see, we play around with sin. And isn't it interesting that we have the image of a snake? And who's pictured as a snake in the Bible? Satan. The serpent of old, Revelation 12. I'm afraid that le- the same way that he deceived Eve, he'll deceive you, says Paul, 2 Corinthians 11, 3. He does not look at the streams, 17, the rivers flowing with honey and curds. This is the idea of kind of the promised land, milk and honey, which is how the new living has it. The honey and curds is translated honey and cream in the NIV. He returns what he has attained and cannot swallow it. And to the riches of his trading, he cannot even enjoy them. For he has oppressed and forsaken the poor, has this godless man. He has seized the house which he has not built. I wonder how many men are sitting in some high-rise apartment building in a suit, having ripped off a bunch of people to get where they are. And God says, you know what? You're going to vomit that up one day. I'm going to expel it from you. I'm going to give it back to its rightful owner, and you're going to have nothing. He is oppressed. One writer says, hell is a place where all evil enjoyment is turned into endless nausea. Close quote. Because he knew no quiet within him, he does not retain anything he desires. This guy was never satisfied. He had no contentment in his belly, ESV. How could he? He's completely fueled by his desires. He has not learned the secret of contentment. Paul says, I'll tell you what the secret of contentment is. Write down Philippians 4, 6 through 13. Here's what it is. Whatever's good, whatever's lovely, whatever's noble, whatever's good rep- of good repute, if there's anything of excellence, anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. The things that you have heard and learned and received in me. Practice these things. Listen. And the God of peace will be with you. You won't just have peace from God. As glorious as that is, God will be your partner in peace. The God of peace will be with you. Paul says, I've learned the secret of contentment. My contentment is Christ, but the godly man doesn't have Christ. So how can he be content? He has no quiet, no respite in his success because he got his success By stealing it from others. How could you be at peace at night? How do you sleep at night when you know that's how you got it? Nothing remains for him to devour. Therefore, his prosperity does not endure. In the fullness of his plenty, he will be cramped. The hand of everyone who suffers will come against him. He's made all kinds of enemies because of what he does and how he lives. When he fills his belly, Zophar still preaching to Job. God will send his fierce anger on him and will rain it on him while he is eating. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Zophar still preaching to Job. God will send his fierce anger on him and will rain it on him while he is eating. He may flee from the iron weapon, weapon, but the bronze bow will pierce him. He who lives by the sword, Jesus said, will die by the sword, is drawn forth and it comes out of his back, even the glittering point from his gall. Terrors come upon him. The language here is that God has now become his enemy and gall is symbolic of the corruption which pours out of him as he's hit with the arrows that come directly from God in judgment because he wouldn't change. There's a story of a man, Tom Papagna, he came out of the, the mafia. He was like number two in the mafia and um, there were people literally trying to kill him. They would place bombs outside of his window, just try to set him off. They wouldn't go off. they put him out in a field, and they would go off. And even though it's true that he who lives by the sword will die by the sword, there's times, and that's probably why all of us are here tonight, where we didn't get what we deserved. Jesus was cut down in his prime to suffer in our place. But do you see what Zophar is essentially saying? He's saying to Job, you're a wicked man. That's why this has come upon you. And while Zophar's message is powerful and even true, it's misapplied because Job is not that man. He's a believer. And if you're a believer, you don't have to fear these things because if God is for you, who can be against you? But this is a warning for those who are playing church, those who do not know God, those who think, I don't, know, I don't need Jesus. I'm fine. No, you need the Lord. You see, complete darkness is held in reserve for his treasures and unfanned fire. Darkness and fire are two strong images for hell. will devour him. It will consume the survivor in his tent. The heavens will reveal his iniquity and the earth will rise up against him. Zophar believes that the heavens are going to declare that Job's guilty. But Job's been saying, no, my Redeemer lives. I have an advocate on high. Final verses. The increase of his house will depart. His possessions will flow away in the day of his anger. This is the wicked man's portion from God. Even the heritage degreed 
decreed to him by God. Now, everybody look up at the screen for a second. Do you know what the unbeliever says to that? That's not fair. Do you know why? They don't understand what their problem is. They don't understand sin. They don't understand the holiness of God. They don't understand what Jesus came to do for them. And maybe you're in that camp tonight. Maybe this is new to you. Maybe you're hearing my voice and you're like, I don't get it. Why would this happen? Shouldn't we just all do what we have to do to get ahead? And no. What we're supposed to do is live for God. He made us. We're supposed to love others. You guys remember the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, you know? What did we do wrong, Jacob? We, you were a great partner in business. We were just doing business. And Marley says to him, no, our business was mankind. And there we were in our money-changing hole. We wouldn't even give alms to the poor. and We had plenty of money. You see, Jesus could have said, that's not fair. The cross was not fair, but it was redemptive. And I want you to think, just as we close here, think of Job. There he is in all his misery, and here's Zophar shooting another arrow. And next week, you're going to hear Job say the same thing about how he sees people succeeding, and they don't seem to have God. And he's going to say, that's not fair, because the truth is, folks, sometimes life just ain't fair. But God is good when life's not fair. Amen? And Jesus died on the cross when life was not fair. And God has secured my place because he is so good and so gracious. Father, we are grateful for tonight. In a text that certainly is challenging and right to the heart, it's uh, also freeing to know that for Job, it really didn't apply to him because he already was a man who loved you, but he was a struggling believer who was saying that's not fair. And Lord, thank you that at the end of this book, Job is going to say, the one that I heard about with my ears, I've now seen with my eyes. The one he talked about in Job 19, I know my Redeemer lives, and at the end, I'm going to see him. Oh, Job did see him and has seen him. You see, all of the questions and problems that we wrestle with, Lord, can really melt away as our eyes are on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Would you help that dear saint who's holding on tonight? Would you help that person who has questions about the problem of evil tonight? Maybe those who wrestle with that God is a holy God, a God of judgment, but a God who poured his judgment on his son instead of us. I pray that even if we wrestle with the concept of judgment, we could realize that God loved us so much that he took the judgment. The son took the father's wrath at the cross for us. That's amazing love. So we don't have to live this way, nor do we have to die this way. We can have hope while we live and even when we face our mortality. If you've not met Jesus as your Lord and Savior, would you keep your head and heart bowed? I don't know what would keep you from coming to him tonight, but my encouragement to you is just cry out to Jesus. Just say, Lord Jesus, I am so sorry for my sin.
I've been living my life for myself. I've embraced the world's system and ways. And I want to live for something higher, something greater, something that will really last. Would you be my Lord and my Savior? Pray it if it's you. Would you change me from the inside out? I repent of my sin. I turn from it. I turn from my idols and all the things that I've done that are not honoring to you. And I, I turn from that and I turn to Jesus right now. Thank you for your death on the cross and your resurrection from the dead. Be my Lord and my Savior and my God and my King. Father, for those who are making decisions, for those who maybe recently have recommitted their lives to you or even those who may be making a recommitment right now, I pray you'll help us to have an urgency to preach this gospel of hope to folks uh, in a world where so many are hurting and confused. I, I pray that you would help us to be ambassadors of hope to everyone we're around by the way we live, what we share, and just the desire that we have to serve you, Lord. Thank you for the excitement of being uh, able to share this good news of the gospel, and I pray that it would spread and that there would be a revival and it would start with this group right here, right now, for your glory, in Jesus' name. You've been listening to That's Not Fair, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 20. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, our Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. With our app, you can learn more about Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the church behind Walk in Truth, where Michael Lance serves as the senior pastor. If you're local to Southern California, the app gives you updates and information about upcoming Bible studies, free events, and services, both for you and your kids. If you live outside of Southern California, you can still benefit from the Living Truth app. You can listen or watch Pastor Michael's previous teachings, and you can contact the church if you have any questions or comments. Download the free Living Truth app in your app store. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, what's the bottom line on that's not fair? Hey, sometimes life is not fair because people are not always fair. And we can see the way our culture is going. And I'm not going to point my finger just at the culture because it's inside the church as well. Often we don't treat each other the way we should. Job's friends are such an example of that, are they not? I mean, he wasn't given the benefit of the doubt by his friends. And maybe you haven't been either. Maybe you've gone through some stuff and people have made assumptions about you that were not accurate. And you're hurt. And it may be that that's part of the reason that you haven't gone back to church because you've, you've found some hypocrisy in Christians. Welcome to the club. <laughs> But don't let it keep you away from the Savior. And please don't let it keep you from loving again. Come back home if you've been thinking, man, I, ha I haven't been treated fairly. Yeah, Jesus wasn't either. He was abandoned by his disciples. He was betrayed by Judas. He was unfairly treated by the religious leadership, most of them anyway. He knows. He knows what it, it's like to not be treated fairly. They hated him without a cause. And yet, God used it all. And Jesus brought light to so many lives. And you can do the same. 
even if someone's not treated you fairly, a group hasn't treated you fairly, God knows. And he can even redeem that. Hey, leave it to him. I I have found over the years that God is big enough even to protect my reputation, even to protect and have my back when someone treats me unfairly, because he knows. Hey, I'm glad you're listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. Hey, if you want to know more about our ministry, go to walkintruth.com. There's a church that I pastor in the city of Corona. It's called Living Truth Christian Fellowship. We do a midweek service on Wednesday nights at 7, a single 10 a.m. service on the weekend on Sundays. You can connect with us and participate live on our YouTube channel. You might say, Pastor Michael, how do I get there? Go to walkintruth.com. Click on the church tab or just search Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. You can download our Living Truth app from your app store, red logo with pillars, and that will get you on our church app so you can find out much more about us, listen to past messages, so much more that I could tell you about, find out about the church and what's going on. Living Truth Christian Fellowship in your app store. Hey, do it today. God bless you. We'll see you right here tomorrow for a message called Tests and Treasures. God bless you. Remember, we've skipped over some of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Job. You can listen or watch those teachings when you download our free Living Truth app, the one with the red logo with the pillars. And join us tomorrow on this station for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapters 22 through 23 called Tests and Treasures. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.